Easter, in my experience, is one of the hardest Christian holidays for most Unitarian Universalists to relate to. Those of us who come from Christian backgrounds have likely left behind a theology that includes the literal resurrection of the Son of God from the dead. And those of us from other backgrounds probably have no sense of connection with the story at all. Yet Easter is the holiest of holidays to a billion Christians all over the globe. And historically, at least, Unitarian Universalists have found inspiration in the teachings of Jesus as written in the Christian scriptures, if not with his divinity. Easter is, therefore, a holiday that must be taken seriously. The story of Easter is, to those in the Christian faith, the story of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. The Passion story of Holy Week tells us of the events that led up to Jesus' crucifixion, but Easter is the day that really sets him apart. The day his followers arrived at his tomb to find him gone. Jesus, who had died three days before, was alive once again. Now, Unitarian Universalists often talk about rebirth on Easter, clinging to the pagan origins of the English word, origins that tie this holiday to the beginning of spring, the origins I talked about earlier. And since this year the Easter holiday comes close, as close as it can to the turning of our seasons, I thought it important today to also look at the holiday Ostara, in which the rebirth of the earth is celebrated. But while Ostara is about rebirth, Easter is not. Easter is about resurrection, someone who is dead being brought back to life. Rebirth is a very natural process. Rebirth happens every year. It is tied to the natural cycles of the earth. Resurrection is the opposite. It is, in fact, the one thing that doesn't happen ever in nature. The Reverend Francis Manley describes resurrection as something that only happens once, a radical break in the natural order of things, leading always to transformation. Resurrection is something that happens only to someone who is supernatural, someone who is outside of the way that nature actually works. So the story in the Christian scriptures of Jesus' resurrection, the story that is the basis of the holiday of Easter, was meant as a symbol that Jesus was more than just another human. Stories of Jesus rising from the dead were meant to confirm to people of his era that he was a great teacher and prophet, and that the church built on his teachings was blessed by God. What those who take that story literally lose, however, is that stories of resurrection were not uncommon in those days. Many of the religions in the ancient Near East had stories that involved the resurrection of their gods and prophets from the dead. Stories of resurrection in those days were not meant to be taken literally in most of those religions. They were, however, always meant to be symbols of important and holy forces at work. If we're really going to take Easter seriously, we have to talk about resurrection. And the resurrection of Jesus, as celebrated by Christians at that, 
it won't do to confuse Easter with spring. If we, as our Unitarian forebears would teach us, claim that Jesus was not part of God but a human messenger with a divine message, we must also accept that his death was that of a human. If we see all of the stories of the Bible as literature and not history, we might even believe that Jesus himself never actually walked the earth and the entire story of his life and death is meant to be taken figuratively. But whatever we believe about Easter, if we reject that Jesus was literally resurrected from the dead on this day, we are called as people whose religious heritage, if not our current theology, includes Christianity, to understand what the symbolism of this day means. I had the chance to discuss Easter with my family a few years ago. Now, my family is up for a good argument about most anything, but I have to tell you, theological discussions are rare. But in this discussion, my brother Andrew suggested that the story of resurrection could be understood as a metaphor for teachings that live on after death. I believe that's a good metaphor to go with. In fact, I believe it also to be historically accurate. The story of Jesus' resurrection was very likely meant to indicate that his teachings were important enough to survive his death. So what are the teachings of Jesus that his followers thought were so important that they needed to live on as teachings of someone so holy that he would be resurrected from the dead? There are many and I would be here for days if I were to list them all. But this Easter Sunday, I'd like to take a brief look at just one of the teachings that made Jesus dangerous to those in power, both in Roman governance and in Jewish society, dangerous enough that he was put to death for them. John Dominic Crossan, a Jesuit historian, in his book, Jesus, a Revolutionary Biography, writes about Jesus' core teaching being one of radical equality. And he writes that it was a teaching that was very threatening to those in power. One example of this can be seen in the list of people with whom Jesus shared food in the many stories of the Bible. These people include women, lower class people, and many others outside of his society's very rigid power structures. Now today, this might not seem so strange, but back then, who you ate with defined your respectability. And your respectability defined your standing in society, and that standing was often a matter of life and death. If you crossed the lines, you were likely to be killed for it. And Jesus, in eating with those who were different from him, was basically saying, all people are equal in my eyes, all people are equal in God's eyes. And neither God nor I has any use for this society's rules about gender and class. I think it's important in looking at this lesson to understand that it was not something that Jesus just talked about. He didn't just give a sermon and go home, trusting that those who had listened would understand and change. He practiced what he preached by sitting down for meals again and again with those with whom he was not supposed to break bread. His practices were practices of hospitality, of openness, of radical equality. Were we to try to follow them today, Jesus' practices were fundamentally those of anti-oppression work. 
giving voice and power to those that society has deemed unworthy or less than. I was reminded of the importance of that practice this week in listening to all things a political speech. Whatever your personal politics, whoever you or I ultimately will support in this year's presidential race, what Barack Obama had to say this week ties directly to the practice of radical equality. And while I want to be very clear that I mean nothing partisan by bringing this into our worship, I think what he had to say bears directly on the lesson of practicing what we preach, especially when it comes to race and racism. At one point in his speech, Senator Obama said this, In the white community, the path to a more perfect union means acknowledging what ails the African-American community, that what ails the African-American community does not just exist in the minds of black people, that the legacy of discrimination and current incidents of discrimination, while less overt than in the past, are real and must be addressed, not just with words, but with deeds, by investing in our schools and our communities, by enforcing our civil rights laws and ensuring fairness in our criminal justice system, by providing this generation with ladders of opportunity that were unavailable for previous generations. This week, our entire nation was challenged to put radical equality into practice. And remarkably, this challenge came just a few days before a billion Christians around the world celebrate Jesus, whose message of equality and justice got him killed. So what then do we make of the stories of resurrection that are at their heart what this day is about? It's not hard to see why Jesus' followers, most of whom had no power in the society of the day, used common stories of resurrection to mark Jesus' revolutionary teachings as special, as holy, and as sacred. It is important that we who claim the left wing of the radical side of Christian teachings, we who claim that our faith is practiced in the ways we combat oppression in our society, we who come together in the hope that we can practice just a little bit of Jesus' radical hospitality, it is important that we take Easter Sunday seriously, whatever we think of the literal truth of the story of Jesus' resurrection. It is important that we use Easter Sunday as a time to resurrect those radical notions of equality and shared power from the tomb of bygone notions. It is important that we roll away the stone and let them out. And it is important that we start to take up Jesus' revolutionary example of living each and everything we claim to be true. I can only hope to live up to the awesome responsibility of this in my life and my ministry. And I hope that you will help me in this quest. May it be so.